What's up, everybody? It's Dorian. And Morgan. And this is The, the Rooted, Rooted Life. Life. Welcome back to episode nine. Yeah. Look at us at the end of our season. Wow. Uh, Can uh, we just say uh, how this beat still rides? I do every time. Rides. I actually, it's funny, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, what are we going to do for the next little season? Oh, wow. You know, we're going to have to switch up the beat. So, Spin, I hope Spin. you're ready. <laughs> Get something ready for us. But let's kick it off. Tell me about your glows and grows this week. Okay, great. Uh, my grow is that I'm just learning to be more present. Um, I teach yoga and I always talk about, like, be more present. And I'm like, okay. But I really am learning to, like, not worry about the future, not think about the past, but really just rest in God's um, provision and love for me in this moment. And I think a lot of times I have a habit of just, like, ruminating on something. Like, mm. a conversation didn't go well or I'm worried about a future conversation. I'm just, like, like obsessed with this one thing and I'm mm. just thinking about it. And even when I'm, like, doing devotion time, I'm, like, thinking about this conflict with my boss and thinking about this conversation and I'm just... Um, just practicing settling my mind and being like, no, mind, we're not thinking about that right now. Like, this is what we're going to think about. And just trying to, like, meditate um, on God's word and his love for me. So just learn how to be present um, and just helping my mind when it wanders into stuff that's, like, not helpful for me. Mm. So working on that. And my glow is that my mom and I went to Florida this weekend. Yeah. And it just was such a beautiful time just seeing how God is just restored our relationship and it's the most time her and I have ever spent together mm-hmm. since I was born basically. wow uh so it was cool just like talk about God and laugh and lay on the beach together and eat a bunch of fried food and watch <laughs> movies um and it just was beautiful to just see how he's brought us so far because I would have never in like a million years thought that we would be going on a trip together I just wouldn't yeah. have thought that so it was just great just to get to know her even more and just see how God is just healing so many places in both of our hearts is allowing us to have a more um, whole relationship with him and also like a better relationship with one another. So yeah. it was a beautiful time being on the beach. I got a little tan. Mm-hmm. So it was wonderful. What about you? No, that's crazy. It's funny that you mentioned that as your glow this week too, because I was actually thinking about when I first moved up here last year. And that was why I'd ask you that question about your sister, Amanda, going on the trip. I was like, oh, is mm-hmm. Amanda going? Because I was like, Morgan's going on this trip with just her mom. And it, <laughs> yeah. I, it was such a standout thing to me because I was like, this would not have happened a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is so amazing how mm-hmm. in your adult life, God could bring so much healing yeah. um, to y'all's relationship. I think that's so wonderful. Shout out to my mama. Hey, mama. <laughs> hey, mom. We love you. <laughs> um, so my grow, I'm going to start off with my grow this week. Okay. Um, I think that my grow is that your girl needs to remember how important <laughs> self-care is. Um, I told myself all week, Morgan, all week, I was like, girl, once you get to this weekend, mm-hmm. you about to be sitting around, okay. you're going to relax, you're going to kick your feet up, you're going to take a bath, do a face mask, drink Ooh. a LaCroix, just enjoy yourself. And then the weekend came <laughs> and people were like asking me to go do things, to go hang out, to, to go, you know, just do a little Labor Day stuff because mm-hmm. you got a day off from work. Then all of a sudden everybody want to be out and about. Mm-hmm. And I went. And not that I didn't have a good time, but I think on the back end, myself was like, girl, what we should have been doing was sitting around the house doing the self-care that we needed to do because Mm -hmm. I have been running, running, running the last couple weeks. I haven't really had a free weekend. And so um, I think that my grow is just listen to yourself sometimes. Like your Mm -hmm. body and your mind knows when they need to press pause. And um, you really don't be missing out on nothing anyway. That FOMO is real, but at the same time it's not (laughs) because there's nothing 
to miss out on. So anyway, um, my glow, however, so you and I had a little bit of a conflict this week. We did. Um, on something so simple, like an Instagram post. And like we just Foolish. couldn't get it together <laughs> on like being on the same page about what we wanted the mm-hmm. caption to say, what we wanted the photo to look like. And it turned into some something so much bigger than mm-hmm. it needed to be. But um, I think we were able to take a step back, give the situation some space, physically give each other some space. You were mm-hmm. traveling anyway. And um, really be able to do what is hard and communicate. <laughs> um, share our feelings about how we felt in the moment. Um, we were able to do some self-reflection around why we were acting the way we were acting in the mm-hmm. moment. And really gave each other an opportunity to both apologize but also give context to the situation so yeah. we could understand each other's point of view. And that was probably one of the hardest conversations I've mm-hmm. had with a friend. Just having to be so vulnerable and and Mm -hmm. specific and clear about um, conflict. And I was really proud because I dreaded going into it, as I'm sure you did as (laughs) well. But we did it. And then on the other side, we were like, okay, great, we did it. And like (laughs) now we have like resolved conflict and Mm -hmm. we can move forward. And it was great. And it just made me feel really good about our friendship, about Mm -hmm. our working relationship, and about my own personal growth and even being able to do that Mm -hmm. um, instead of, as my dad used to say back in the day, he's like, you're just sitting there looking like a bump on a log because I did not know how to articulate my feelings and yeah. um, how to work through conflict. So, yeah, that was definitely a glow for Aww. me. <laughs> and it's funny because as soon as we worked through it, I was like, no, we did it. I know. <laughs> we worked through conflict. Ooh, we did it. And I immediately was like, I'm going to put that as my glow this week. Yes. That was the first thing I thought was like, this has to be on the podcast. Yeah, that's big. Um, and I even think that this week was just such a big week for me in dealing with conflict. Like I talked about um, a couple episodes ago about my boss who uh, texted me at early hours and about oh, yeah. not getting offended. Like we had to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. We kind of had to have the conversation in a way that I really didn't um, anticipate. Yeah. But it was just so cool how God gave me two opportunities to deal with conflict mm. in a loving way in person. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to text both of those yeah. situations. I was like, I'm just going to text and fix it. But mm-hmm. texting it was really me avoiding the conflict yeah. and not facing it head on. So it's interesting that I had two really hard conversations mm-hmm. this week. Um, and I think just thinking about work, just like dealing with conflict at work and dealing with people at work brings up so many things for us. Yeah. And when I talk to people um, about our podcast, they often mention the different things that we talk about as it relates to work. Mm, Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you talk about like adult life being hard and like work being hard. As I was walking through Target this week, there was a Tumblr in the clearing in the clearance section and it literally said adulting is hard. Mm. And so I posted it on my Instagram (laughs) and you will not believe how many people replied. And when they were just like, facts, where's the lie? Like, this is so true. I'm like, yeah, man, this. It's so real because, like, you got bills as an adult. You got Mm -hmm. increased responsibility. Your metabolism slowing down, so you're not looking the same. (laughs) And then you got the main point that is, like, the issue in a lot of our lives, which is just work. (laughs) I know. That's so real. It's funny, too, because my sister and I were texting a couple uh, weeks ago about how her and I would... Like, you'll do a devotion in the morning, you pray, you do worship, and then you get to God, and I mean, get to work, and someone says one thing wrong. And you immediately, it's like, did I spend any time with God at yes. all? Like, it's so crazy how things can be going so well, but if something is wrong at work, mm-hmm. it just can really steal my joy and yeah. really mess me up. That's so true. I mean, I, I don't think that people really think about the fact that 
just like anything else in our lives though like where why and how we work is important to god mm -hmm. i think for whatever reason you just work becomes a routine that we mm -hmm. don't really take the time to think about but god wants us to succeed in every aspect of our lives and mm -hmm. work is included in that because it is a part of the rhythm of life you know when when you first read the first story in the bible like one of the first things that god gave adam was the task of working yep. you know and so it's a part of every single one of our lives and it's how we spend a third of each Ooh. of the time in our week so of course he wants us to get good at that thing so i think it could be valuable for us to just go ahead and dive into like how it can be made available to god in our mm -hmm. workplace and how we can really thrive there one thing that makes it or some things that make it difficult is there's just so many external factors that's coming into play when mm. we're trying to thrive in our workplace and i know when you and i talk about our many struggles in the workplace we end up talking about how people are just so difficult mm -hmm. how we can't seem to find purpose in our work yeah how it's difficult to serve or we don't even understand the importance of serving mm -hmm. and also there's moments where we've made our jobs our god yeah so i think with all those external factors in play it makes perfect sense as to why we could struggle in our workplace <laughs> yeah i mean those are all really good points but let's talk about that first one so people are difficult mm -hmm. how do you feel like you see that resonate in your own life honestly i so when i go to work i'm the first one there so mm -hmm. no one comes in for like an hour and i'm like work is so easy when no one's here <laughs> when i don't have to talk to anybody email collaborate i'm like oh work is such a breeze and as soon as people start coming to work i'm breeze. like work is so hard <laughs> why is it so hard and i people. think it's funny too because like we all have that one difficult person no matter what job you're mm -hmm. in and we all have a different kind of difficult person yep. like the people or the people at your job who might be difficult for mm -hmm. you are not difficult for me yeah. and vice versa. So I think it's just funny that God gives us the exact kind of difficult person we need to really develop and grow us. That's so true. But, you know, he also gives us the tool to be able to deal with those difficult mm -hmm. people. Because, you know, when you look at Hebrews 12, 14, it says work at living in peace with everyone. Mm -hmm. So God's not calling us to necessarily be best friends with people. Right. Um, and he's not saying you have to like them, but he says that you do have to live in peace with them. Exactly. And I think even on the same vein that not only do we ration out our respect, but we ration out our grace. Mm. Uh, when it comes to that difficult person at work, I know I've been guilty of just like justifying withholding grace for them I'm like well they never respond to emails and they raise their voices and yep. they're inappropriate and I come up with this long laundry list of why it's okay for me to withhold grace for them but that's really not Christ-like and it doesn't reflect how he treats us he never withholds he never rashes out so like you said like he's not saying we have to be best friends but we definitely need to walk in love with them yeah and we've talked about this before about how a lot of times when you really evaluate that situation the issues that you are having with other people is really just a reflection of the issues that mm -hmm. you have within mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. Um, so when you take the time to really examine some of those challenges, you really should be able to see the opportunities that are presented to be able to like self-correct. Mm -hmm. Um, and we watched a sermon. I know, uh, one of our favorite pastors, pastor Darius, mm -hmm. and he talked about how God is either using the people at your job to change you or he's using you to change the people at your mm. job. And I thought that was so great because there's only one of two options. Mm -hmm. Either you're supposed to be the driving force that helps to change whatever your work dynamic is, maybe encourage people to be more kind, extend more grace to people, demonstrate faith for others, or should you be the one who's walking in humility as God is revealing some areas that you need to really work on within yourself? Whew, that one about changing, <laughs> it's funny because I was... I had a difficult person, probably the most difficult person I've ever worked with. Oof. I've referenced her many times. Dorian, no, she, yeah. she is an interesting person. But I think even in that situation, I think that I was 
originally I thought I was sent there to change her, but I think she was sent there to change me, mm. which is hard to think about because she was just like so disrespectful and yes. so out of line. Hard. And I think that even within that, because I thought that I was supposed to be changing her, I felt better than her mm. and felt prideful and then justified my reason. I'm like, well, she's the one that clearly has this issue and she's the one. So again, I justified like not having grace for her, not mm-hmm. having patience. And I love talking about her behind her back. Like I literally yeah. felt good bashing her behind her back mm. because I felt so justified at it. Yeah. Um, and then when it came to a moment where we really had a big moment of conflict, I didn't really respond with the type of grace I wanted to because mm-hmm. I had all this pent up resentment and anger and felt so justified. Yeah. And so I just really prayed like God help me like work through these difficult moments with her because I don't know why we're working together, but I know you have a purpose and at the end, we end up being able to be cordial and shake hands, which is a huge deal for wow. us. Um, but since I didn't, you know, pass that test, a month later, I got the same <laughs> test with right. a different colleague. But this time, I passed it. Um, mm-hmm. And not because that person wasn't difficult, and I'm sure I was difficult, but right. because I, like, brought that difficulty to God. and was like, this is difficult for me. I don't know why, but, like, show me what you are trying to develop in me and mm. show me how I can love them. And I think that kind of perspective really helped me... Um, navigate that difficulty in a new way so i think the best way to deal with difficult people is just to seek god for ways to navigate that and and admit that it's difficult like we don't have to pretend like it's easy like we like somebody we don't like them Mm -hmm. we can tell him like god i don't like that person i don't know why but i want to love them like show me how i can love them like you do and really ask the holy spirit to reveal the purpose of that relationship yeah i think you make a good point about seeking god with difficult people but i think an added layer to that is what do you do when it's tough for you to even find purpose in the job that you're working in You don't want to be there to begin with, let alone be asking God to give you grace to deal with the people there. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, when I was working somewhere that I didn't want to be, it was just tough to really be able to want to be kind when I had an attitude about the environment to begin with. So true. And so I had to do some digging there. And (laughs) of course, the good book always has something for us. And I found um, Colossians 3.23 that says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. And I think there are two really good points in that scripture. Number mm-hmm. one, work willingly. So it's not, you don't just do the minimum and just enough to get by, but you're right. doing your absolute best at what you're doing. And then the second part, as though you were working for God rather than for people. Now imagine if God himself was your employer mm-hmm. and that's who you reported to mm-hmm. every single day. <laughs> Would that not change how you engage at your workplace? Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not you are slipping in a few minutes late, creeping out a few minutes early, if you put Putting that extra per my previous email <laughs> in your uh, communications. Like, I think if we were really thinking about working unto God versus unto man, it would really change the way that um, we engage with our jobs and recognizing that, like, if God deserves our best and we're supposed to be having that mentality in mind, then our employer also deserves our best. Ooh, that is so convicting. Like, <laughs> I feel like we just need a moment of silence for us to just Who let that sit in. And I think even with that uh, understanding purpose is like our purpose is not just in our job description. Mm. It's not in task. It's not responding to emails. Like there's a bigger purpose at work. There's something bigger happening. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just important for us to remember that we are called to be ambassadors, no matter what our role is, whether I'm the custodian, the janitor, the CEO, a manager, like I am an ambassador of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that is the bigger role that's at play. And I think it's important for us to remember that God has strategically placed us at our job with these colleagues in this city at the time. He could have placed 
places anywhere with anybody. So obviously there's a reason why he's put us there. And I think that we have to trust that and remember that he sent us there to be an ambassador, to Mm. point the light back towards him. So we find our purpose at work by seeking him and his will for our lives. Yeah, I think that seeking him is so crucial as we get through those struggles, especially when we talk about the third challenge that you mentioned, which is serving other people. Oh, serving. I feel like humility is just knocking me upside the head this season. Yes. And it's funny because, like, I serve so well when it's a leader I like. Of course. If I respect them and I'm like, oh, they just really try to include people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just do all these, like, innovative things. But let me serve under somebody who I don't think is a good leader. Yep. I will have an attitude so quick. Yes. I will be rolling my eyes. I don't want to be helping. Yep. So it's just so interesting to see how, like, I have the ability to serve, but yep. I pick and choose who I want to serve well. Mm. And I think that happens because I'm undervalued valuing the importance of serving Mm. um and if you look at jesus who is our model all he did is serve like his whole ministry was serving yep and he served everybody the same like he didn't treat anybody different whether they were sick or um an outcast or forgotten or brokenhearted like he loved everybody and since he's our model then we should really be serving like him which Mm -hmm. is like with willingness and with joy and I think the most interesting thing to think about when it comes to serving is that it was the act of serving that actually led people to their faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So one of the most Christ-like things we can do is to serve people. Yeah. And what if serving is the way that God wants to shine a light on our work? Mm-hmm. Like what if somebody sees how well we serve and wants to know what is it about you? Like what wow. if that's what God wants to use, but we scoff at the opportunity to serve because we think it's below us, but it's actually what God wants to use to bring him glory. Mm, that's good, Mo. What you're getting at there is the difference between just serving and then serving well. Exactly. Because serving well means that you are serving with joy, with a good attitude. You're not waiting for people to ask, but you're initiating opportunities to get in front of your colleagues and your bosses. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, when we serve well, we're assuming the attitude of like a waiter at a restaurant. Mm. We're saying, you know, not only am I am I ready to serve, but I'm eager to do so. Right. I'm here wanting to be able to help you and support you in any way that I can. And I think about at work when we get summer interns Mm -hmm. and everybody always says that the best interns are the ones who are like, hey, how can I help? What else is it that you need? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how can I support you more? And we always want to shine praise on the interns because we feel like that is their role. They are supposed to be based off of hierarchy, catering to us. But when we really think about it, we're all supposed to have that mentality. Mm -hmm. We should all be going around the office wondering, How can we better support and serve the people that we come to work with every single day? Wow. And you saying that reminds me of this moment of conviction I have. So I serve at church, which I, you know, shared before. And I am so great at serving at church. Like not like patting myself, but I love to serve Mm -hmm. at church. And God really convicted me. He's like, because you don't serve like that in any other area of your life. You pick up trash at church. You ask how you can help. You come in early. You stay late. But you don't do that in any other area in your life. Why is that? And I was like, oh, no. Speechless. (laughs) I have no response, God. I'm just convicted. But you, you really... sound like you look. You looked at God. You said, and I. Oop. <laughs> oop. I have nothing to add, God. But it just convicted me that I should be serving as diligently and as excitedly as I do in His place of worship, as mm-hmm. I do at work. Because surely He wants to use that too. <laughs> and I think a lot of us get that. Like we get the importance of serving. Yep. We get the importance of serving well. But I think. In a city like D.C., it's just so easy to get so caught up and lose ourselves because we're serving so hard and performing so well at work that we think that that's our identity and who we are. And I think it's just so easy to make our job everything in a city where the first thing someone asks you is, what do you do? And so I think we just have to be mindful of serving well and remembering that our lives should revolve around Christ, not Mm -hmm. our jobs. Yeah, I think that kind of 
hints at the last thing that you talked about, which um, is like losing yourself in your job, but your job is not your God. Mm. And I think about back to that Colossians scripture. So we know the first part of it says work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for man. Well, the very next scripture says, remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as Mm. your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. Mm. So it's like, I love that it's a call to action. It's like, remember, Mm -hmm. because so often we get caught up in work and it just becomes another routine in our Mm. lives. Mm -hmm. And so we forget. And so I love that that scripture says to remember that it is the Lord who will give you your inheritance. And so true reward comes comes from God. And I'm sure you can think of someone who has a lot of things, a lot Mm -hmm. of money, a lot of cars, goes on a lot of trips, but it still seems like their life is missing something. Mm -hmm. And then we see other people who they may not have as much to show from their work, but they seem to have joy and peace. And those things are invaluable in comparison. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's not that those other things are bad, but when we are using work as a tool only to obtain as many things as we can, because we see that as our reward, then we get Get lost and we miss out on God's true intention behind work. Wow. You have to remember that our employer is just a means mm. and that God is actually the one who gives to us and he takes care of us graciously and in every way. So even if we don't get the promotion or the raise or the bonus, we have mm-hmm. to know that like God is looking out for us and providing all of our needs. And I think the second part to add on to that is just to remember that um, everything we earn should be money for the kingdom. Mm. Like he's so generous towards us in all his ways. And then it's, it's kind of crazy to think that we would turn around and be stingy to give it back to him. Right. And, uh, my friend Jake, he led giving a couple weeks ago and he just said a line that just had me laid out. Like I want to just yeah. cry right there. He said, instead of thinking mm-hmm. how much of my money should I give to God? Um, how much of God's money should I keep for myself? Woo. And I think that's such a paradigm shift because if he has given me everything I have, then everything I have is already owned. Mm. It's already his. I'm just, it's just on loan. It's just for me to use for his glory and mm-hmm. for my good. Mm-hmm. And so that was just such a huge shift for me to think about. Like, I'm not going to work every day so that I can pay my bills. Like, I'm going to work so that I can give more mm. to further the kingdom. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been more convicted in a moment <laughs> of giving than when he said that. Like, it was my first time that I had really considered that everything in my hand is given from God, which means that everything that I have is just a gift. And so I think about how God is so generous to us and to think that I would want to, as you said, like try to be selfish with that. Mm -hmm. It really just made me have to reconsider all of my thinking around everything that I have. Mm -hmm. And I'm just grateful that God is patient enough with us as we kind of learn what his scripture says about being a cheerful giver. Mm -hmm. I never understood that. I I remember hearing it so much in church. You know, pastors love that scripture. scripture. And I sit there and I'm like, who is smiling, giving away their money? Who is smiling, like giving away all of their time or like Mm -hmm. all of their resources? But now I understand like when you have a bigger understanding of your purpose Mm -hmm. and your purpose being to help further the good of the kingdom, Mm -hmm. then it's like, oh yeah, of course I would use everything that I have to try to push that message along. Mm -hmm. Um, So good. So I think, you know, every day we are faced with dealing with difficult people. Mm -hmm. We're struggling to find our purpose in our work. We're trying to stretch ourselves to serve well. And we're trying to like not make our jobs our God. So what do you think is like the most important thing to remember so that we can really win when it comes to the workplace? Mm. 
I think it's just really working hard and asking the Holy Spirit to help us keep God at the center of our lives. Like mm. everything in our lives should revolve around him. It mm. shouldn't be like we're trying to squeeze God into our lives. Yeah. Everything should really, he is the center of everything. Mm -hmm. And I think when we do that, we're able to really seek his ways and really um, understand his purpose for us at our jobs and how we can serve others well. And I think at the end of the day, we have to remember that our purpose is not found in our job. Our purpose is found in him. Yeah, I mean, I think as complex as the workplace is, the one thing that makes it more manageable is remembering that just like anywhere else, God is with us in that space too. Mm -hmm. And all we have to do is really call on him and he will help us maneuver any challenges that we may face. Ooh, that's good. That's <laughs> good. Well, if you're not following us, go ahead and check us out on our Instagram at Rooted Life Podcast, especially next week because we're going to be at Transformation ooh. Conference in Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma. I wish I had a drum roll right now, but yes, we're going to be <laughs> at Transformation. So also don't forget to subscribe like and comment on apple Podcasts, yep. and also rooted life family guess what next week is our season one finale wow. so be sure to tune in tell all your friends because we believe god is going to do some really big things on the podcast next week so we love y'all stay rooted yeah